If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Happy Friday. We're back, and we are so excited today because we are at a local veteran center. Monday is Veterans Day, and we want to honor our vets. And, and so we are here at Grangeville Veteran Center in Grangeville, Idaho, and we have a guest right now. His name is Lucky. He's one of the builders and founders of the Grangeville Veteran Center. Lucky, just kind of give us a background of when, how this center came to become a reality. Well, I can. Hello, listeners. My name is Lucky Glego, United States Marine, 22 years retired. And for the most part, this is the Idaho County Veteran Center. We are in the county seat of Grangeville for Idaho County. And for the most part, we put this program together with my co-founder, which is Jenny Cash, who's not present. She's on assignment elsewhere. And what we did is we tried to get a facility created so that all the veterans can get together and have some place to go. That is so cool. So we had uh, initiated the groundbreaking ceremony back in se- uh, September of 2007, as you were 16, with just a notion of getting something to happen. And we offered free cocoa and ice cream and, and Sundays that for that inaugural kickoff. Uh, we worked on it very closely. I picked up another associate of mine, and we, t- between him and I, we actually recreated the facade inside this building to make it what it is today. Yeah. And that individual is Robert Johnson, and okay. he's one of my staff members. Right. So for the most part, listeners, I have, been, by promotion purposes, I became the director of this fine facility. And for the most part, for the last two years, we have initially had 7,000 people come across our threshold. Oh, my goodness. So one of the benefits that we have for the veterans here is that we offer free coffee, which is just a standard luxury, because I I can't tell you any veteran that won't accept a free cup of coffee. Right. And then secondly, we have other comforts that they can enjoy. So we have... Everything in this building has been donated by a generous by a generous person of the community and or one of our staff members has stepped up and made sure that it happened. So we got an antique pool table in which they can enjoy. We got a 55-inch uh, circular television or curved television, which most of the members do enjoy because with the package we involved with, in with, they get to see a lot of the sports programs and then a lot of the daily channels. So... Aside from that, we offer other events for the, for the veterans to take into, which is free literature or books. And it's on, an, it's on a, uh, how would you say, an honor system. So if you take a book out of the facility, please bring it back at your, at your leisure. Or you can go ahead and, and donate some books from your own house. And it's, it's, been, it's been terrific. It's been uplifting. Um, as far as the community is concerned... A lot of the high school students will actually come in here and get a history lesson. And there's nothing better than having a, high, a, a live history lesson no for one lie. of the veterans. Yeah. So. That is awesome. But you know what? We want to thank you publicly for serving for our country and for us. Because mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for men like you, we wouldn't be free. So well, we want to thank you for that. I have, a, I have a brethren that I have to thank. That's the Marine Corps. 
and then I also reach out to the other branches of the service. And if you've been watching me for the last couple of hours or the last couple of days, you know that I'm not a trickster or I'm not a con. No. And a lot of people will say that. And why I mention that is because they say, are you a nonprofit? Are you affiliated with the federal government in some way? Okay. Or, oh, okay. So we have to separate ourselves from that. And I'm not a statesman by any choice. I'm not. I'm a military man, so mm-hmm. that's how I associate myself with all of my clientele. And my clientele being who it comes in and, and associates. Um, the other thing is we're not phony. No, we actually not. do what we can to help out yeah. other veterans. And we do that by offering the community to come in. And it doesn't matter if you had participated in a war, some kind of a war, a war or no war. You're still welcome to come into it and and enjoy what we have to offer. And you know what, Lucky? You guys have fantastic food here. (laughs) Yes, you do. That's what I was going to mention. Don't forget the meals. Well, we we had to offset our expenses. Right. And then we also had to bring in some profits so that we can keep the electricity on. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we got together and we decided that we were going to take the spare room and turn it into a, into a kitchen. And it's a warming kitchen. By any industry standards, we're allowed to have that. And we checked it out with the community, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, and with the health department. We got our seal of approval, and we opened up our kitchen last year. Well, we couldn't, catch it. We couldn't come up with a catchy name for it. And then the director at the time, Jenny Cash, said, why don't we call it the canteen? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's kicked. And it's our livelihood right now. It's our bloodline. So, thank goodness for for good food and and well, hungry vets. No lie. <laughs> and but it's not just for the vets either, because we've eaten here yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. We sometimes good. have to have our children that we counsel during lunch hour at school, so we bring them from school to here to eat because it's close to our office, and we get to counsel them while they're eating lunch here. That's great. That's great. So what what is the Veterans Center doing special? This is vet, this is, you know, Veterans Weekend. What is what is the center doing? I'm glad you asked. So we have a couple of schools that are putting on programs. Okay. And one of them is going to be called Gems, which yeah. is Grangeville Elementary. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually putting on a program today and one of our staff members is the keynote speaker. Oh wow. And that is that is Colonel Hansen. Clyde is his first name. Combat Engineers, United States Army. Wow. So he's going to be doing the speaking to the elementary students today. Tomorrow, we are offering a free breakfast sponsored by the VFW, Crady Haven Post 3520. And then after that, we're also doing a support center function tomorrow night. And that'll be just for for the community and the veterans. And then come Monday... Because Sunday actually is the 11th. Right. Uh, we're heading up to the, uh, not Monday, but Sunday. Let me back that up a little bit. I, myself, and another veteran are heading up to the veterans' home in Lewiston. In Lewiston. To uh, give them support and, and thank their, you know, personally for all that they've done. And then come Monday, all the veterans in the community are going to be heading over to the high school at 8.30 in the morning for a presentation there. And then they're going to come back here for free lunch. Oh, wow. Which, oh. believe it or not, we have a veteran and his wife that are going to be doing that. So that's what we got slated for this week. You guys keep busy then, huh? Well, I can thank all these gentlemen and women that come in here. Yeah. yeah. 
it keeps us hopping. So yeah. what time is the free breakfast tomorrow? Free breakfast is from 8 to 10. Okay, and what about the dinner tomorrow night, the support dinner? Tomorrow would be from 7 until we get done serving. <laughs> Which until, could be any time. Until you run out of, out, <laughs> out of food. Out of energy or out of food? Doesn't matter out of food. Okay. <laughs> that dinner will also include a silent auction. Okay. Well, I think you guys are really kind of cool for doing all this stuff for the veterans and everything else. And since you've been involved with being a vet, it, get, it makes your heart big for them, huh? Well, somebody says I spent too much time. Well, for 22 years, I, I did what I could for the service of my country. And yeah. now that I'm out and I'm a civilian, I have to look at it in a different form. Why not? serve yeah. the veterans. I think You're still so, serving your country, huh? I still am. Well, I think once a soldier, always a soldier, you just serve in a different capacity at this point. Okay, so I'm going to have to correct you there. Okay. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. It's okay. I, I forgot it's okay. I was talking to a Marine. Yes, sir. It's just a form of correction. <laughs> No disrespect intended. No, I'll no. drop and give you 50. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Well, you have to start out light. <laughs> yeah, one for me. Three? <laughs> okay. Is there anything in your career that was a highlight of your military career? Traveling the world. Wow. I mean, I've there's been, there's been places that I've been to that have been joy, joy. Mm-hmm. And there have been places that actually made me stop and think and why but yeah I would have to say the travel favorite place Australia oh oh talking of Australia <laughs> I've never been there you never There's been to Australia I've never been well have deep pockets but for the most part uh, Sydney was okay I love Sydney I love uh, for the most part Australia is a really nice place to go to my favorite would have to be Western Australia, which is Perth. Um, I actually had the chance of going, being over there several times, both for the military and in and, the and civilian sector. And I met a couple of interesting people over there, and we became lifelong friends. All right. So, hey, if I can, yep. to V and uh, Johnny Lutterprasad, howdy from the guys back here in the States, or as you would say, piece of piss, mate, we're over here across the pond, eh? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How old was you when you, when you joined into the Marines? A uh, very tender age of 16. Oh. Whoa. I had a countersign from my from my father who uh, I went out on the delayed entry program, which is the DEP. And then on my 17th, we actually um, got it. I was just on the verge of my 18th birthday, and I got to go in. So, so you grew up in there? Yes, sir. Yes, I did. It's, I, I, you know, you could say that you spent your education in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And then I, to, to be honest with you, there's nothing else better in the world. You either learn or you don't. So. Yeah. And I encourage anybody else that it wants to go into the military, at least get two years. Yeah. Do what you can for your, for your government and understand the, the principles behind it and understand the ethics. So you're going to learn a lot of respect. You're going to learn a lot of values. You can take those values and bring them into the, you know, to the private sector or in the civilian sector, and it really helps because mm-hmm. you'd have a deep, dark appreciation for what's going on, and the mode of respect would be passed around to everyone. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah, uh, we we knew a little guy that was 
rebellious as all get out, and then he went into Job Corps and came out a better kid. And now he's learning that life isn't about fun and games. We're in a, an ever-changing society. Yes, yes we, are. we are. And everything is not what it used to be 10 minutes ago. Right. So we have to adjust to that. Right. And by adjusting, we have to accept what's going on. And we need to get back to the grassroots. We need to learn respect. We need to You're learn. Right. We need to learn how to embrace what's going on instead of knee jerking at every little thing that might bother us. Mm-hmm. We've gotten soft over the years. Yeah. We need to get. We need to be hardliners, and we need to get back and understand it before we actually react. Yep. Okay. So. So. Is there anything else that you want to add we, before we go to break? For the most part, I want to thank anybody and everybody that is tuning in to us today. It's a very fantastic uh, element that you have going on here. And I would like to appreciate or send out some appreciation to everyone, including yourselves. Thank you. So I don't know who's manning the helm back there at control, but big thumbs up for us. That would be Josh. Josh, two thumbs up, buddy. Yeah, so for the most part, I would like to say thank you for the opportunity. You're if you're in the Grangeville area or in Idaho, we're, we're straight up to 95, drop on in and give us a look. If anything at all, we got free coffee. <laughs> yeah. Pretty and good there. conversation. Yes, you yes. do. It's It's been fun to, to just set up here today and, and talk and and with the, with the veterans that have come here and um, give you a hard time. <laughs> they are not shy. They love. We're not talk. soft either, so no, no, you'd have to get not. up pretty early to annoy us. You're right. <laughs> I think you guys are neat and lucky. It was it was an honor for us to meet you. Same it here. Was very nice. And thank, thank you, you so for allowing us to come here. Okay, so I can get you guys to come tomorrow night. You may. All you right. may very well. My I'm doing. Will be I'm doing pretty soon. I'm doing turkey now, and I got tri-tip on tomorrow. So okay. All right. Nice. Well. We will talk to some more vets after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. 
Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Hi, we just got through talking with Lucky, who is one of the co-founders of the Veterans Center here in Grangeville, Idaho. And actually, he recruited Robin. And Robin had to take his cowboy hat off, which he wasn't very happy about, to put on the the earmuffs. I call them earmuffs. It's better than earphones, right? So, Robin, just tell us something about you, your service, where you served, how long you served. Well, I joined the regular army in, uh, I don't know, I guess the fall of 72. How old were you? I was 19. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was 6'3", and I weighed 135 pounds. Oh, that was something. They still, that... they still took me. They still took you. Yeah, and I, I weighed over 150 when I got out of a boot wow. camp. So okay. They put some muscle on. That was back in the day when they got to kick you around and uh-huh. beat you up and call you every name in the book and... So. Okay. And then they put muscle on you, and then they didn't beat you up no more because they no. were afraid of you then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what branch? Uh, Army. Army, okay. Uh, supposed to, uh, uh, I went to uh, Germany as a motor transport, drove semis in Germany, uh, got to a uh, duty station, uh, a couple other guys, and uh, I remember the first sergeant telling us, okay, boys, you, we, uh, we drive trucks here. So as long as you uh, call in every night, let us know where you're at. Give us manifest numbers to prove that you're working. We don't care if you ever come back. Because that's our job is to keep the Army supplied, drive trucks. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty good. So I came back at the end of the month, got my truck worked on, getting repairs done, and pick up my pay and uh, head back out and be gone all month. It's good duty. We didn't have to stand all the stupid inspections that come around, and <laughs> it, it, it was good. It's fun. I had a good time. So where'd you get your? Um, so where did you get your supplies? Where did you get the trucks to be fill up to take out? Well, we'd uh, get a dispatch from home station and make the deliver. Go pick up at air bases mainly. Oh, okay. Everything's flown in. Okay, right. And. Uh, the trucks already, they're semis. We just hook up to the okay. trailer, okay. Uh, go sign the manifest, and deliver it. And when we got to our next drop, there's usually an airbase nearby. We'd go there and pick up the next load. You saw a lot of country. Oh, yeah. My favorite spot was uh, southwestern Germany. K-Town, Kaiserslautern, called it K-Town. It's easier to say. When you first went in, was you afraid? Yeah, I was a little concerned. I would then uh, after the first three or four days, I was really concerned. <laughs> I got a really good taste of it. Then after you get used to it, I go, eh, just, just roll with it. Try not to stand out. When you're 6'3", it's not, it's not easy, easy to not yeah. stand out. So, um, 
everything was forced marches. It was tough. It was hard. It wasn't easy. Uh, yeah, it was very physical, but I did. I never fell out of forced marches. Other guys did. They always had a, we call it a meat wagon, a deuce and a half follow us, pick up the guys that couldn't make it anymore. But I never fell out. Well, there's so. one thing we want to say to you. It's thank you so much for serving oh. for our country. <laughs> well, you're welcome. It's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'll tell you, you saved our lives. Yeah. Well, I uh, I told people to go vote this uh, Tuesday. I said, you need to vote with the veterans. There you go. I said, that's, that's what we went for. And if you're not voting, you're not honoring us. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Well, one girl goes, oh, I never thought of it that way. Wow. I'm, I'm going to have to. I'll, I'll go now. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, I've never that is. Thought of it that way. I haven't either. So wow. that spread the word. Uh huh. Yeah. I came yeah. up with that all with my own little pea brain. Oh wow! <laughs> there is something under that cowboy hat. Huh? Yeah, other than gray. Like that other, other than gray hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, you earned it. So, did you? Um, were you stationed anywhere else besides Germany? Well, when I, I got out. Um, I was on three-year enlistment, but the uh, uh, Vietnam was winding down. And they were downsizing the military, and company commanders got a notice that they could expeditiously discharge a percentage of their command if they're, I think, an E3 or below and less than halfway done with their enlistment. And I fell in that group. And he said, okay, we're downsizing. You're expeditious. We're going to expeditiously discharge you, but... It'd be just like honorable discharge, completing your your uh, term of enlistment, full VA, VA benefits, everything, blah blah blah. So, oh, that sounds pretty good. So I, I took it, mm-hmm. and it only took three weeks. Really? I thought it would be months and months, but three weeks later, a first sergeant hands me a plane ticket and orders, and says, "Here's your ticket, and we'll get you a ride to Frankfurt Air Base or Airport, da da da, and have a nice life." It was it was just. Like two days wow. from when he wow. handed that to me. It was less than three weeks. So so I got out, enjoyed civilian life for a while, and then I uh, joined the Oregon Guard in Ontario, Oregon in 77. Man, it's over 41 years ago. Wow. So I, uh, so my, my time is uh, 24 years with the regular Army and National Guard put together. Yeah. Wow, so I, had, I had a good time. It's just when you're getting sick and tired of it, you're done and you can go home. Mm-hmm. And then you just do it again a couple weeks later. <laughs> so you've had an interesting life. Yeah, so it's the best of both worlds. You know, I got paid for it. They they paid me to show up. Now they pay me to stay away. <laughs> so I either did really, really good or I did so bad that they don't want me to come back anymore. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> With the Oregon Guard, did you were you ever deployed? Uh, no, it's no. There was no deployments at okay. that time. It was in the seventies and eighties uh-huh. and nineties. I retired out in ninety eight, but I re-enlisted in like oh two. They took me back, but okay. I got a letter saying, "Hey, if you can pass the MEPS physical and you're under fifty five, we need guys. You can come back." So I took advantage of it, and I joined the Washington Guard. Okay, I, so wait a minute. You retired in when? 
I was nine. Well, I got my letter, 20-year letter, in like spring of '98, but they didn't give it to me until we got back from uh, uh, Fort Irwin, for because they wanted as many guys as possible there. Okay. And they didn't give me my letter okay. until we got back from okay. that. Okay. So when was that? It was like winter, fall of '98. How did you feel? I mean, because you had. You didn't know that then, from spring to winter? You... Well, I knew I had my 20 years. I asked about it, yeah. and they just poo-pooed all. Oh, I don't know. It's lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, no, it isn't. Give me my 20-year letter. Uh, we're not going to. So when you get your 20-year letter, that's when you see you. Yeah. And you start to get all the benefits and uh, <clears throat> okay, get uh, so, retirement at 60. All right. So you... So you in in seventy two you enlisted in seventy three you were out of the army. Four. Seventy four. Yeah. Okay. And then in seventy seven, you went into the Oregon Guard. Yeah. And then you got your twenty year th- letter in ninety eight. You right. retired. And then you reenlisted. Yeah. In two thousand what? Is like oh four oh five, something like that. Okay. But I, the uh, Washington Guard deployed to the border for, to help Border Patrol keep illegals out at that time. I was on that oh, deployment. Oh, you were on Border Patrol? Wow. But that was hard to do. No, we were just static Which, observation posts. Oh. If Which you saw border? somebody at the Yuma, Mexican border. Mexican border, okay. See somebody cross, and we called the Border Patrol, and they came and got them. Oh, we weren't allowed to do anything. We were just observation, observer and report. But we still observe criminal activity. I was watching across the river into Mexico, just across the river, and these guys looking in the bushes, and they finally go in the bushes and come out with bags, duffel bags. It's probably a drug drop. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing we can do. Well, it's in what Mexico. What else would they have bags for? Yeah. So. And we, we captured uh, vehicles ferrying drugs across the border. We observed it and reported it. And right. Border Patrol got it, I should say. Anything else that... So, how long did you stay in there? Uh, it was like two years. So, then you retired again. Yeah. I'm over 60 now and they won't take me. Oh, you had too much retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I served in the uh, Idaho Guard and uh, Oregon and Washington, all, all three of them. I did uh, motor transport, started with uh, as a cab scout, artillery, uh, combat engineer, utility engineer, combat arms instructor, combat lifesaver, honor guard. So why did you keep going back? Why, did you, why didn't you just stay out? I like it. You like it? I liked it. The fa- you, you, did you have you, a family? Yeah. And they? When the kids were little, yeah. Yeah, when my son was before school, he'd put on one of my uh, BDU camo shirts and he'd go out play under the trees. <laughs> His mom says, what are you doing? I says, I, I got to go to guards like dad. <laughs> That's cute. All right. Well, Robin, we appreciate you. And again, thank you for your service in, um, in all the guards and for 
all your services over the, all the years and that you love America and that you served to protect us. I think the services was in your blood. It had to have been. Hey, Some is your son got it. is your son in the service? No. Oh, okay. He didn't go. He did. He was he was a hotshot firefighter for four years. Oh, okay. Right out of high school. Whoa. Well, that's okay. serving too. That's serving. No lie. Up he said the they had Marines come in and they they would leave after the first wow. two weeks of being on a fire. They said this is tough. It is tough. It is tough. So all right, well we'll go back to, we'll go to break and we'll come back and hopefully we'll round up somebody else. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business and more on demand 24/7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. We have wrangled up another vet. Can you believe that? We are so proud of this. And, to, and right now we have Vaughn with us. Vaughn, tell us stuff wait, about wait, wait, wait a minute. You know why you wrangle them up like that? Why? They were brave enough to serve our country. They're brave enough to talk to us. <laughs> and the world. We just want yeah. you to know that the, this is broadcasted through the whole world. That's, we don't want to make you nervous or anything. No, that does not make me nervous. Okay. Uh, it's interesting you can round up this many vets in little old Grangeville. Though. I know. Yeah. Isn't that? It it's is. pretty awesome. We want to say thank you for serving. Yes. And well, thank you. You served to save our country, but you saved each one of us, too. Yes. Yeah. And we love you for that. Thank you. Well, and my wife did, too. Okay. We were both retired Air Force. Oh, really? My daughter's uh, now a major in the Air Force. Awesome. And her uh, son is, or son, her husband is uh, in the Air Force. He's a captain and he's uh, deployed to the Mideast. Wow. So we're pretty blue. It runs real deep. When you go home, tell them that the Abadaddy House girls said thank you so much for their time. I will do that. In fact, we are going down to uh, Louisiana to see my daughter. All right. Yeah, and I'll let her know. 
Wow. Is that where she's stationed? She's stationed there now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and actually, my son's a theoretical physicist, and uh, he designs weapons. So. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we're pretty military. Yes. You've got a lot to be proud of. I am very proud of my kids. Cool. So just tell us about some of your service. How long were you in? What? When did you enlist? Well, I had or? kind of a checkered uh, uh, history there, I guess. I uh, I went to college, and I had too much fun my freshman year. Oh, no. Yes, I did, and I got that draft notice, or at least uh, the, the notice that I was next. And so I went and stood in line at the Marines, and it was too long. And I had a date, so so I went, I went over to the Air Force line. I got through there in about 20 minutes, and I enlisted in the Air Force. And uh, I stayed, uh, I broke codes is what I did. Really? Yeah, it was a very interesting job. It was my first uh, exposure to computers, and that was really interesting. Because that was back in 71, when we were still in Vietnam. And then um, uh, I did that for 18 months, and... By that time, they were running out of pilots and navigators in Vietnam. They were getting hit pretty hard, and so they needed a lot more in. And so they offered to give me a commission and send me to flight school if I could go back to college and get my degree in two and a half years. I figured I could do that, so I did. And I well, that was a fast track. If you that was a fast fresh, track freshman year, and then you had three years left, and you did it in two and a half. Two and a half. You went. I, to, you went oh. in the summer and everything. I was working pretty hard. Yes, you were. Yeah, and uh, that's where I met my wife too. Uh, she was in our o- Air Force ROTC there. Okay. Do you believe in God? No, I don't actually. Well, I, I'm probably the only one in the service that doesn't. Well, but, I do, uh, and he had your life planned out. I said somebody had my life planned yeah. out, and I could easily believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, my wife and I, we married before uh, uh, we actually got commissioned. And uh, and then, turns out, she went to Florida, and I went to California. Oh, no. And so, yeah, we were separated for mm-hmm. uh, three years that way and finally we got back together and and I went to NAV and EW school and, um, and then got into B-52s. Uh, eventually I got into transportation and I was a transportation commander during uh, Desert Storm. Oh. Uh, but I didn't deploy. I, I never deployed. I never saw any action during my entire 20 years. Kind of regret that, actually. Really? Yeah, I think so. It, it makes you feel like you're uh, incomplete, you know. Um, but I sat alert a lot. I was in the Cold War mm-hmm. and sat alert. I suppose that helped the nation. Right. It did. Um, and uh, anyway, my wife and I, we ended up at the Pentagon and retired as uh, lieutenant colonels and and then I went to FedEx, and here I am now. You've had a so, colorful life. It has, it has been a lot of fun. I have no regret. I do have one regret. Um, I was only three months from meeting the 06 board. Certainly uh, nothing to say I would have made it, but I didn't even try, and I kind of regret that. Okay, so, so for us who don't know what the 06 board colonel, is. Colonel, full colonel. Okay. I was a lieutenant colonel, and my wife's a lieutenant colonel. Right. Yeah. So, so you were three months? Three months. But you see, I had this job with FedEx. Okay. And I just didn't feel I could turn it down. Okay. I so can understand that's that. Fair. Uh-huh, it is. It is fair. Yeah. So yeah. how many years total? Uh, total years, I suppose, if you added up, well, it was 71 to 94. 
So how many is that? 23? Yep. And my wife was in 25. Oh, wow. Wow, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. So why didn't you drag her along today? <laughs> well, I should have. Uh, she's, you should uh, have. That would trees. have been interesting to have a husband and wife team. Did you hear what, yeah. what he uh, said she's doing? Trimming trees. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is a good day to do it, I guess. The sun is kind of shining. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it was a very interesting career. And I actually, the military was really good to me. I got a master's in logistics from them. And I got another bachelor's in computer science. And, wow. Uh, so uh, education, they, they gave me a lot of education. Um, I, you know, I, I feel all of our kids should have some experience with the military. It, Why is that? Well, it does something for you. It brings uh, discipline to your life. And uh, it puts you on a path of uh, thinking more, I think, about your, your future and what you're going to do with your life. And it provides uh, a lot of uh, experience that applies to life, uh, managerial experience, leadership right. experience, uh, being able to make decisions mm-hmm. and, uh, and think quickly. Right. So, yeah, I think it's really important. But I've rattled on enough. You probably have questions. So what do you what you were in a lot of positions and in the Air Force and I think it's funny that you were under Marines but the line was too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, so well, I had a, I had a date. You know? Oh you and you had a date. <laughs> yeah. Was was it it was with obviously it wasn't with your wife because No, you, it wasn't. You that hadn't was met really. her yet. <laughs> um, I mean priorities at the age of what? 18, 19? Yeah, I was 19. 19, yeah. yeah. Priorities. They change. Mm-hmm. They do, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, what do you think was your most favorite position? I was a, uh, a nav EWO on B-52s. Okay. I loved doing that job. Okay, and what was that job? Oh, you sit in the back seat. Uh, we used to call it... Uh, the seat where everyone threw up, which was almost right, <laughs> because you were flying backwards. Oh, I couldn't do you that. You were behind the co-pilot. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I would it, was love a, it. it was an interesting position. Um, but uh, we were the ones, uh, you had to be a navigator first, and then you went to EW school after that. And we were the ones that were the, the defensive part for the airplane. We would, uh, electronic jamming of missiles, radars, and things of that nature. Wow. Yeah, so it was a very interesting uh, position to be in. And it was highly classified. Still is. Uh-huh. So. Wow. That's what, when yeah. We used to live in near Wichita, Kansas, and that's where a lot of the B-52s... Mm, uh, from March. Uh-huh. March Air Force Base, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it was McConnell in Wichita. Oh, you were in... Uh, you said Wichita, you were in Kansas. Kansas. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, I thought you said no. Los Angeles. No. Yeah, Kansas and McConnell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So they would fly over our, they're pretty big planes. It is a big plane. It, uh, we had the uh, turbofanned engines on our H model, and uh, uh, we had a lot of power to do uh, almost any maneuver we wanted to do. Not going to do a loop or anything, but it was no. a big airplane, a lot of power. Wow. So that was your favorite. What did you do at the Pentagon? Can you say that? or? Yeah. Um, I was in charge, uh, by that time I had my computer science degree and my uh, master's in logistics, and so I was in charge of uh, building a a large uh, computer system for uh, tracking logistics. Oh, wow. This is what I did. 
So how was it for both of you? I know you said that in the beginning of your marriage you were separated for like three years. Three years. So were you ever separated like that again? No. No. Okay. What, what happened is she got out, went into the reserves. Oh, okay. Now, that's kind of an interesting story, too. Uh, when I left the B-52, uh, how much time we have? Three minutes, two minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, she negotiated with the reserves to go on a remote with me. The reserves rarely have someone want to go on a remote voluntarily. Wow. And so she she uh, volunteered to go on remote. She did. And then when we came back, uh, she stayed in another you know, three or four years, something like that. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And when we had our first child, she uh, she retired. No, she didn't retire. She got out, went got back out. into the reserves. Okay. Yeah. So it worked out well. It did. Yeah. It was an interesting, interesting time. Uh-huh. Wow. So and I would do it all over again. So you, obviously, since your daughter is in the Air Force and yeah. their son-in-law and your son is in, um, is writing, what did you say is, he was, what does your son do? He's, he's in logistics. Logistics. I can't remember yeah. that name for some reason. So yeah. that's awesome. What would you... Is there anything that you would tell people that are listening about your service or or what um, what you would want anybody to know about serving your country, whether it's America or somewhere else? Well, it's a you really have a, a sense of honor and um, uh, and service. I guess that would be. Uh, you're proud of what you're doing. You're you're doing something for your country directly, directly for. The and it country. was interesting, you, um, listeners, that you didn't hear what we were talking about in between break. But Vaughn and Robin both said that they would they would enlist or serve again. Absolutely, I'd do it all over again. Yeah. Why? Without question. Why? It was the most fun I had in my life. I felt I felt like I was really doing something that was necessary. You were, and you were, <laughs> you were, you were saving us. Yes. Well, I didn't see it that way at the time, you know. But right. I, I guess it was. But yeah. now yeah. you do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm no hero, though. You are. Yes. No, to I, me, you are. No bullets. That doesn't That's, matter. You're still a hero. Just, to well, me. Maybe, you job. were. You were breaking codes. Yeah, I broke codes. Yeah. That was I mean, a hero. How many yeah. lives did you think you saved? I have no idea. Exactly. Well, think about <laughs> it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if you didn't do that and nobody did that, what would happen to us? That's right. I guess somebody had to do it. If, so you yeah. Somebody had to sit alert, too. Exactly. You had to because <laughs> yeah. how many lives did you save? I, You know, I appreciate when people are watching after me. Yeah. And sometimes I, I don't even know it. my hero. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. I and I really like the way veterans are being treated now. I was now. in during Vietnam. And yeah. It was not pretty. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. that you yeah, You that weren't happened. there. You're I too young. Uh, we can talk about after the air goes off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I am not too young. <laughs> so, so yeah. Vaughn now is my most favorite person in the world. <laughs> and we just want to say thank you, Vaughn, for, um, for coming and speaking with us. Give your wife a hug and tell her thank you. Well, thank you very and much. also your daughter, son, and your son-in-law. 
And Thank we'll you very it. much. And as soon right. as we're done, I want a picture of my hero. That's right. Okay. Okay. All right. And a hug. All right. Yeah. We will um, talk with you guys after break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. Find it today. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. Well, we're, we have wrangled up another vet. His name is Earl, and we appreciate him taking the time because he was eating his lunch. So we took him away from his lunch. So Earl, just kind of tell us about yourself. What, what brands did you serve in? Uh, in, I was in the Navy. Navy. All right. You know what? We've had Air Force, Navy, Marines, and Army. How about that? Well, you need Coast Guard. I do. <laughs> I know a Coast Guard. But First thing we want to do is thank you for serving for our country. You're welcome. My pleasure. Because you served to save us. I think it's pretty neat that we have four branches, and we like like he said, we need the Coast Guard. Yeah. So, what time, when did you enlist? How old were you? And what? Seventeen in 1952. Eight. Okay. What made you enlist? Why you de- Why did you decide? I just want to get in the service. Okay. That's a good reason. Very good reason. Why it- did you cho- choose the Navy? I don't know. I guess I like the uniform. <laughs> That's a good reason. There you go. <clears throat> so what did you do while you were in there? I was in submarine service. Oh. Oh, wow. I, you, oh, Earl. I, I bowed to you. <laughs> I could not do that. I could not go underwater. Well, you just don't open the window. Well, I know, but, <laughs> but I have this phobia against water. He's funny. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it, Earl. How did you do it? Seriously, how did you do it? Just like sitting here. No hmm. big deal. It didn't feel any different? No. Really? No, except when you get it angled and you got to catch your food. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't nailed down. 
If it wasn't nailed down, it would spill. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, where were you? Were you ever deployed, or what was your what was your job in the in this? I was an engine man. Okay. On the submarines, we main power. Okay. So what did what did you do? Just keep it going? Yeah, kept. Yeah, we run the engines, mm-hmm. which made electricity with generators, and then they had the motors. Main motors is what propel the uh, props, screws. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. How long? All right. How long were you down? What was the longest period you spent? In submerged. Submerged. Yeah, that's the word. Oh, I'd say probably fifty-five days. Whoa. Wow. And you don't. I mean, you can't see light from down in there. Oh yeah, the lights are on. In the cabin, in the boat, yeah. I mean, sunlight doesn't that get no. kind of depressing? No. No. no? You always had something to do. Play oh. cards, you know. Mm-hmm. AC Ducey or something. Okay. Wow. Fifty-five days underwater. Okay. Wow. So, what kind of um, what was the boat the most remo- remarkable thing or the most memorable thing in your service that you? Well, <clears throat> I was uh, I was on subs that did uh, what we call special ops and things like that. Oh, uh, got a lot of time off of during the Cold War. Okay, uh huh. Spook boats, we call them spook boats, checking on the Russians. Whoa. Oh, a spook boat. Did you ever get shot at? Not in subs, no. Subs. That's cool. You were pretty safe then down there, huh? Yeah. Unless they had a acoustic torpedo shoot at you, then uh, you wouldn't make it. Well, no. <clears throat> so, you, so what did you do to, to check on the Russians? What was what part of Just that? see what they're doing. Okay. Just, you know, take pictures of them. And, uh, listen to their subs. Okay. Were they listening to you, too? Oh, I'm sure they were. Mm-hmm. Did you ever tell them hi? <laughs> no. 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 It was usually bye. Bye. <laughs> I would, bye would be good for me, too. <laughs> so, did you have a family while you were in the service? Yes. Uh, married, and I had, uh, I got, I have three children. Okay. So, how, how was, because we believe that your wife and your family also served. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how was that for them, do you think? Well, let's see. The longest deployment I think I made was six months. Oh, wow. Okay. And she did good. I was over in Vietnam then. And, oh, wow. Uh, she sent me a picture. says, we're having a good time. And she's on a skateboard with a Mai Tai in her hand. <laughs> so, Didn't that make you want to go home and join her? Yeah, well... <laughs> How you doing? We're having a good time. Yeah. There was only one one man in that whole area right there where we lived, or she lived, or there the kids at home at, at the time. Oh, wow. Uh, Everybody else was deployed? We was all deployed. Wow. And it was, those women did great, though. They really did. The lanais would fall down, they'd get up, and they'd get sticks and boards, and they'd brace it back up and 
they'd all say, well, I got the hot dogs, well, I got the buns, well, I got the potato salad, and they, Work women together. all get together. He took care, looked after each other, took care of each yes. other. That's good. So is there, um, are any of your children in the service at this point? Yes, my son's a retired colonel. Oh, wow. Air Force. Uh-huh. And his son is uh, went through the Air Force Academy, and he's a uh, first lieutenant now in, in Japan. Wow. Well, Earl, we have to close things up now, but okay. we so appreciate you. Just sit right there. We so appreciate you coming and sharing your life with us, and thank you again for serving. You're welcome. And that makes it, again, we all, all we needed was the Coast Guard. Um, listeners, one thing we want to talk to you about is the fact that we want to do a show on Christmas miracles, obviously in December. So if you would please start <clears throat> emailing us at albadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com and and share your Christmas miracles with us. We can re- we'll be going through those emails and reading them live in December. We haven't decided which which Friday we're going to do that in December. But please start writing us now on Christmas on miracles. It doesn't have to happen at Christmas time, but just any miracle that you have in your life that you want to share with people. We have some in our own life. So just kind of put that on the back burner. And remember, go to godsgirl7.com to see us on Facebook, twitter.com slash godsgirl7, and go to our website where we have a donor page now set up with paypalabadaddygirls.com. And we thank you for listening, and we want you to know that we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate our veterans, and God bless America because our nation is great, and our veterans have made it that way. Yeah. Annette? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abadaddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.